welcome to the Holistic Author Show. I'm your host, Kit Kilstow, the author yogi. Each episode, we'll talk about how to recraft the publishing paradigm to help you take care of what matters, you and your creativity. Discussing topics ranging from the publishing business to physical and mental health, and even mind-body balance as you juggle the many duties of being an author today, the Holistic Author Show will help you make the choices you need to craft the right publishing career for you. And now, this week's show. Welcome to the Holistic Author Show. I'm your host, Kit Kalestow. This week on the Holistic Author Show, I want to talk about why after 15 years of being solely self-published, I actually sent a piece of work off to another company to try and get it published. And I want to shed some light on that decision and give you some things to think about because with all of the choices that authors have today, a lot of authors will write the book, they'll edit the book, and then they'll be like, now what? And they won't know why they should submit to publishers, why they shouldn't submit to publishers, um, or try to get an agent, although that's kind of a whole nother discussion. So I just want to preface this discussion with what I'm talking about is writing genre fiction and submitting it to digital first publishers, small presses, independent presses, most of which actually take submissions directly from the author. They don't require an agent. They don't require any gatekeepers. And so to give you a little bit of background, although I've talked a lot about my publishing history, I was first published in 2002. Between 2002 and roughly 2006, 2007, I was published with 10 different digital first independent publishers. Many of them were the biggest names at the time and still kind of considered big names, even though many of them aren't in existence anymore in the erotic romance publishing space. But now when you say the names of these publishers, there's kind of an, oh, nostalgia that comes up. A lot of us, it's not good nostalgia. So I'm just going to name drop here a little bit. My first book was published with Laura's Cave. I had a book with Sam Hain Publishing, should be pronounced Sowen. We won't get into that. That really drove me crazy. Um, I was published with Lucid. I was also published with several smaller presses, um, Aspen Mountain, Venus Press, Noble Romance. Some of those imploded kind of softly. Some of those imploded rather spectacularly. I was published with Dream Spinner, which is still around, but unfortunately they have not yet paid all of the authors that they owe money to and the authors that they have paid. There's some questions about discrepancies with their books. And I know towards the end I was getting checks for like 35 cents and some of that still doesn't add up in my mind with my knowledge of how publishing works and when books are pulled down. But that's again, a whole nother subject. So I worked with all of these publishers. I went through numerous publisher implosions and about 2006, 2007, I was starting to see trouble signs with LRS Cave. I was one of the first authors to blog about it. Unfortunately, the internet and time has eaten that blog, um, as well as a couple of website crashes. So I don't actually have the bona fides per se, but you can find my comments and some pingbacks still out there on some older blogs. Anyway, 
I decided to become self-published. That's also about the time I really ramped up my own publishing efforts. And for about 10 years, I ran a publisher because there are authors that wanted to work with the publisher, but also had been through kind of the same stuff that I'd been through. And they didn't want to deal with that, pardon my French, bullshit. So I ran Jupiter Gardens Press, Pink Petal Books, for about 10 years. I closed it um, around 2016 for a couple of reasons, one being my health and my increasing responsibilities taking care of my mother. The other because I realized I was running into much of the same situation as a publisher that I had with those companies as an author. And that is that there wasn't a lot that I as a small independent press could do for my authors to promote them beyond, of course, you know, my blog, I had a podcast, sending out newsletters, sending out for reviews, you know, I did a lot of that for my authors, but there wasn't a lot I could do beyond that initial push to promote my authors, just as I was discovering that there wasn't a lot that those publishers were doing for me to promote my work beyond the initial release week push. And so because of that, and like I said, there was kind of a lot going on at that time, but the, the largest reason why I closed down my publishing house um, was because I didn't want to, to get into a situation with my authors that I felt like I had gotten into with the other ones where I was looking at my royalty statements and going, okay, what are these guys doing for their 55% cut every single month? Um, and again, I think this is a longer conversation to have and something to think about when you're looking at submitting to a independent or digital first publisher. And that is what is their ongoing marketing effort? Anybody can put out a big push for release week, release month. It is how do you continue to get those books in front of readers' eyes, especially in this crowded market that really sets, I think, the really good publishers out from the ones that are, you know, they, I don't want to say anything bad about them because a lot of them have staff that love publishing, love mentoring authors, love reading and finding new works. I know I still have that. But there's a lot of issues, I think, in the digital first and independent um, publishing space. Now, for full disclosure, I run Epona Muse Publishing, which is pretty much topic specific anthologies. And we're, I'm currently, you know, thinking about how can I make this better for my authors? How can I get these books out there a little bit more? So it's something that I am dealing with myself, um, working in a very niche nonfiction space now, which is a different world than the genre fiction. And so with that being said, I wrote a story actually yesterday um, <laughs> that I wrote and I realized I had something and the story just, it demanded to be written. I sat down, it actually was a project for a class and I thought, well, I'll just start, you know, get a few pages into it, feel like I've got a good start with it and then I'll stop for the day and go on about, you know, doing things. Six hours later, I think, about six hours later, I had a finished story of about 4,300 words, you know, 13, 14 pages. 
And that the story, writing the story wrecked me. I mean, I was in tears in multiple points. It just, it had to come out. It just, I was a channel at that point. And so I printed it. I had my spouse read through it because he's my um, excellent and most amazing editor on such things. Um, he sent me back just a few grammatical corrections. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to see this really feels like something. This feels powerful. This feels like the literary speculative fiction stories that I see published, that I see on ballots, that I see people want. And so because of that, I sent it off and I submitted it last night. I didn't mean to finish, edit, and submit a story all in the span of about 12 hours, but I did. And so I wanted to kind of talk about why that was. One of the things I did when I looked to submit the story is I have long given up on the dream of becoming a CIFWA, Science Fiction Writers of America, approved author, so to speak. They have pretty stringent guidelines about how much money you need to make. I, you know, have been dealing with a lot of things over the past 10 years. I was writing erotic romance um, prior to about three, four years ago. And I once met a former president of CIFWA at a science fiction convention who looked at me with a sneer on his lips and said, well, we don't want that in our organization. And I have been informed that that view is not held by current people in CIFWA, that was about the time that their initial guidelines for self-published works and how much you needed to make came out. But that really stuck with me. And I decided if what I had on my hard drive in my hands as I'd printed out a hard copy, if that story that I had really, you know, felt as powerful, felt as visceral and as important of a speculative fiction piece as I have ever read, and I'm not tooting my own horn here. I like to write kind of fluffy, maybe, you know, touch on some issues type stuff, but not really write the sort of things that grab you by the throat and don't let you go. I, my reading and my writing often is an escapism when it comes to fiction. So I thought if I really have something like that, I want to give it the best chance possible. And so I was looking through the latest market matrix from CIFWA and most of the places, you know, ah, things just didn't fit right. I didn't feel like my story fit. And then I came across this one market and I went, oh, oh my God, the theme of the market, the vibe, the feel, I was like, oh, this fits so good. And so I sent it off and we'll see what happens. But the reason why I did that is one, it's very hard to self-publish short stories. I could put it up on Amazon for 99 cents, but I feel like as a short story, that to me does not feel like something that I would want to offer my readers on its own for 99 cents. And while I am envisioning more stories with these characters and I, you know, didn't mean to kind of slot this story into my mythology world, which kind of overlaps with my contemporary fantasy world. It all is one big world, really. Um, so I didn't mean for this story to kind of slot itself so perfectly into my universe, but I can see where, you know, these characters can come along. 
Sorry, my voice just kind of went there. Um, I can see where these characters can come along and really fit themselves into my world. But that's also a conversation that these characters and I can have on another day. And it doesn't change why I submitted it. But I really felt like this story needed a wider audience than me throwing it up on a blog and a website, considering that I'm currently rebranding and I haven't sent out a newsletter in like two years because I've been in college and I'm rethinking my writing and rebranding. I really kind of wanted to jumpstart it. And so I sent out a submission. Now, what do I expect? If on the off chance that the story is submitted, and I mean, I got to say, on one hand, I've got as good a chance as anybody. On the other hand, I'm aware that there's some aspects of my story that some publishers may not want to deal with. Um, I'm also aware that looking at the submission statistics for this market and most professional markets, frankly, you know, one and a half, two percent of stories is usually about all that gets accepted. So there's a chance, but there's also a chance that they will send me a rejection letter. And if that happens, then I will probably put that up maybe in a Kofi or a Patreon type sense. Um, I don't have a Patreon for my writing. I'm going to be building that on my own website. I don't like Patreon again. Another conversation. Um because of their company decisions. But anyway, um, I'm sidetracking. But, you know, I will find some way to get that story out there. I feel like, though, for the first part, I should give it a couple shots, you know, two, three, maybe as many as five, just to see if somebody finds some interest in it. And then we'll go from there. And I did this for a couple of reasons, one of which is a short story a career does not make. But, you know, it sure would be a boost to my ego if after, you know, 20 plus years as a published author, I finally make a CIFWA Pro qualifying sale. I mean, that that would be a feather in my cap. I might do a little happy dance. Um, but also, I think that speaks to how I am rebranding myself as an author and what I want to do which is I want to dive into my stories. I want to write, write stories that speak to people. And I actually, for all of my fluffy escapism horror stories that I still want to write, I've got this dystopian dark vibe short um, world. I shouldn't say short story because they're novels, but I've got this dystopian dark vibe world that kind of is like an alternate what I want to phrase it as is like an alternative future if the big battle that's going on in my mythology world doesn't pan out in our favor and so you know I've kind of got this going in my head and in some ways writing this short story was my challenging myself about could I write something darker than I normally write could I write something that speaks starkly to our landscape today, to our political landscape today, without feeling like I'm trying to turn out propaganda, without feeling like I'm trying to, I don't want to say push my agenda on it, um, but without, you know, I without not doing justice to the story and the characters and the fact that this is a work of fiction. There is a balance there that when you write something that is set in a socio-political reality, 
that whether that's our current world and you're infusing fantastical elements, whether it is a contemporary story in our current world without any fantastical or speculative or supernatural elements. Um, Again, I think that's another show. I'm going to have to make a list of those. (laughs) But I feel like there's a way to do that. And I just want to see if the market is receptive to that. And so I, that's why I have submitted this short story. And like I said, I'm going to give it, you know, half a dozen tries. If I can find that many markets where it will fit, that would be a pro or reasonable enough paying market. And we'll see what happens from there. Now, what does this have to do with the conversation that you should be having with yourself about how to handle your stories? First, you have to do what feels right to you. So as I talked about, I have been self-published pretty much exclusively since 2006, 2007. That is what has felt good to me. That is what has felt comfortable to me. Now, I will say, for example, there's an author who's a contemporary of mine. I'm afraid I've fallen out of that romance type world. I've kind of fallen out of romance landia. So I don't know if she is still writing. But if she is, we had had long conversations about self-publishing and I was encouraging her to self-publish. And she was like, no. I prefer to submit to publishers, have them handle the editing, the formatting. I don't want to have to find those people. I don't want to have to get those done. I don't want to be in charge of distribution and marketing and those things. And that was her comfort zone. And so again, for her being published by a publisher was the way that she wanted to go for her publishing path. And that's cool. I mean, like I said, there's No wrong answers here. And I think these are important things to think about when we decide what to do with the story. For somebody like myself, I am very technical. I have always been very much wanting to be in control. I love learning new things. I love learning technologies. I love being able to tinker with things in the background. That's why I build websites. That's why I'm really big into the Fediverse. For me... Learning to do all of the things that a publisher does just comes naturally. And I feel like if I'm doing most of the work and selling the book anyway, that I deserve to have as much of the royalties as possible. And the way to do that is to self-publish. And it also gives me control. I don't have to worry about someone else's style. I don't have to worry about, oh, they just published a book with this theme or they just accepted a book with this theme and now they can't take another one. I don't have to worry about any of that because I am writing and publishing the stories that I want to write and publish or the stories that I want to read. And so I am doing that. And that is just, you know, I don't have to answer to anybody else about why I'm doing what I'm doing. Kind of the same thing goes with short fiction. Now, the options to self-publish short fiction are still very broad. There's your blog. You can do like a Patreon or create your own Patreon, you know, through Kofi or through your website. You can put out anthologies. There are several different options for self-publishing fiction. And that is something that I will certainly pursue if after being out on submission for a while, the story isn't picked up. But for me, I knew that this story deserved more and that it was the sort of thing that might appeal to editors. It's the sort of thing that might appeal to readers. Um, 
it's the sort of thing that might appeal to the people that are out there consuming that sort of media. It was more literary than what I normally write. And so I felt that for this story, it deserved a chance to be seen by a wider audience. But again, if that doesn't work out, I'll self-publish, no harm, no foul. So one of the things, again, know what your goals are, know where your comfort level is, and be willing to change up your plans. Be willing to understand that something may not work. Now, the flip side of that is once you self-publish something, whether it's on your blog, whether it's Kofi, Patreon, whether it's in an anthology, you've used up those first publishing rights. So if you think you might even want to go with a publisher, if you think you might even want to send a short story out on submission, then the important thing to do is to do that first, to give it that shot first, even if that means waiting six months a year before you move into the self-publishing venues, because that way you have those first rights to sell. You have those first rights to offer up on contract. And that's where you're going to get the most money. So I hope this has been very helpful. I know it's probably seemed a little rambling, but I hope that it's given you some food for thought about deciding what you want to do with your works. So thank you so much for listening to the Holistic Author Show please visit musecharmer.com to listen to all of our episodes. You can also subscribe to either the all shows feed on the Muse Charmer network, or you can subscribe to just the Holistic Author Show feed. And of course, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe on all of the social media platforms. And if this show um, has helped you, if this show has given you something to think about, we are listener supported and there are ways in the footer on musecharmer.com for you to support this show and this network. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Holistic Author Show presented by Epona Author Solutions and distributed on the Muse Charmer Network. I've been your host, Kit Kalestow, the author yogi. If you'd like to learn more about our show, check out our sponsors, or find out how to be a guest, visit podcast.eponaauthorsolutions.com. Title music is Dream House by Purple Planet Music. You can find out more about them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, be well.